Hey guys, welcome back to the Flipside Podcast. Today we are going to be going over do, or if we think, does tricking or gymnastics need to be more of a lifestyle than just like a hobby? So starting off, uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on it? Well, it's funny because everybody says for tricking, they're like, they're like, when they're interviewed or whenever they're talking about it or trying to explain it, they're like, oh yeah, tricking's not a sport, it's a lifestyle, you know? And they always say that, and I think people get, like, drawn into that. And it's funny, so actually moving down to Colorado, um, it's made me realize more and more that it's not a lifestyle. I personally believe that everyone's saying it's a lifestyle and everyone being so indulged in it, I think it's, like, I don't really know how to say it, but it's it's almost like an illusion, like that they put themselves into because it's super enjoyable and and the community aspect of it is um supposed to be there and really really fun and real and like give you this like group to hang out with and this thing to be a part of and and I think a lot of people miss that in you know your normal everyday life so it's like this really special thing but now that I've moved down here and you know the actual level of community is a lot lower than you would expect and um the it's just what got you into it in the first place it wasn't that i think that's what a lot of people start to strive for once they've actually got into the sport is you know they're like i really enjoy this sport i like all the complex like the the complexity to it and and all that and so they start doing it they enjoy the movement they're getting exercise they're actually they see improvement they can be creative and all this stuff and then um but it, I don't think it's lifestyle. I, I think that that is an added layer of uh, by choice, and I don't think it's necessary. What, what about you, Sean? I'm kind of on that same wavelength. Now, granted, I didn't move to Colorado, so it's a little bit different. But um, that's what's I, good. We got different perspectives. <laughs> <laughs> I it's kind of complicated because I feel like. It's especially when you do gymnastics on a competitive level, once you get to a certain stage, it's kind of like a lifestyle more than a hobby. Because, like, there are some people that'll do it more recreationally. So then it's obviously more like a hobby and it's just something you enjoy doing. But you can take it as a, a serious hobby in a way that I can put it. But, like, in my opinion, once you get to doing like level 9, 10, or trying to go college or elite, it kind of becomes a lifestyle because your life sort of gets warped around it in a way and it becomes really a huge part of what you're doing all the time because you have to dedicate so much time to it. It kind of forces its way into more towards a lifestyle than just like a serious hobby. It's not that you can't give it up. That's actually super interesting that you say that. So now that you said that, it actually kind of changes the way I think about what I'm, what I was saying. So it's like moving here. It's the time I've, I, you know, this is the first apartment I've had. And so I'm actually living alone. Well, like I have roommates, but I mean, like I'm, you know, doing everything on my own. And it's like, you say it becomes a lifestyle because you have to change the way that you live your life around it, which makes sense. But what's funny is I think all of my goals kind of align with each other, which 
makes it not a lifestyle because yeah. it's like okay what you you're it's almost like you're saying like the way that this is a lifestyle to me is because i have to focus on the way i eat i need to focus on the way i work out i need to make sure i'm getting enough sleep and i have to set aside time to make sure that this happens and then i need to you know stretch and i need to plan the sessions or i need to like at least focus on goals and then when i get to the gym i need to actually work hard i need to be talking about it i need to keep up with you know essentially the community and see what's going on so i can like do the trends or at least like stay relevant somehow yeah and all that type of stuff and uh it's really funny because i feel like i i guess then it based on that then it is a lifestyle for me but it's funny because it's not the fact that tricking is a lifestyle so i eat healthy tricking is a lifestyle so i do conditioning tricking is a lifestyle so i stretch it's actually to me now like i trick i work out I, they're, they're all different hobbies to me. Yeah. Like, if I didn't trick, I would still do everything the same. But I think okay. that you're. I think that you're right. I think that for some people, that it becomes a lifestyle because they change their life to revolve around it. But for me, it's it's it's. I guess it's very different, and I had that weird perspective because it doesn't affect me, you know, in that way because I would already be doing it. So that's no, really, really cool. I never, I, I never even thought of it like that. Yeah, because like the way you started describing, it, I was like, well, that's just like textbook kind of like lifestyle, in my opinion. But right? I guess it. I guess it's really more of that perspective of you don't see it as like the main part of your identity. It's just something that you really do just enjoy doing. But it's not like your whole being, because that's like one thing that I think is more like a lifestyle thing. Is it becomes more of who you are like to me gymnastics is a bigger part of my identity so to me that is kind of like my lifestyle is i I pseudo focused around gymnastics at one point because that's what i thought about that's what i trained that was what i literally all pretty much what i talked about beyond like some general other hobbies that i had but like gymnastics was the thing that i identified with the most where if you even though you do identify with being a tricker i would assume more it's not just like the only thing you are. Right. So that's what I was going to ask you. So when you say you identify yourself as that, is it like you're like, I am a human being. I am a male. I am a gymnast. Is it like, is it, it's like at that level? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I don't want to be trying to like throw around that kind of stuff too much, but yeah, in a way, it was more like that for me when I was doing gymnastics because I was just like, I am a gymnast pretty much like more than being a student more than going and being like quote-unquote like a disc golfer or playing being like a magic player and playing magic the gathering and doing stuff like that like it was my main thing that was my personality and that's like kind of how i view it in a way but i don't think it needs to be a lifestyle that's my biggest thing yeah. Okay. I see that. I just think, I think at first when, P- so it's like, it's interesting. I don't know. I, 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 gr- I agree with it at some level, but I don't know what level I agree with it at is like when you tell yourself like, I am a tricker and then you like do tricks and then muggles, you know, people, we call them muggles who are non trickers. And they're like, they're like, Oh wow. He just did some flips. Can you do a backflip? And you're like, are you serious? Like, I, that's the divide, you know, where it's like you start to identify yourself 
because you've gone so far down the rabbit hole, now it's become part of your identity because you have this mindset, you have these skills, and you have you know all this stuff that the muggles don't have. But they might think of you as muggles in a different category, you know. So like, it's not supposed to be like this egotistical thing, but I think it becomes yeah. this egotistical thing when people don't like broaden their mind in other aspects of their life, which is why I don't necessarily identify myself as a tricker which is funny i used to but now i don't i've made it a hobby and it's because my lifestyle doesn't revolve around it it's because i want to broaden my mind in other aspects of my life and get good at everything else um and but the the only reason i would ever say like i am a tricker is because i have idolized like the ability to trick and like other trickers who seem so like put together and so like strong you know yeah. in in every aspect of their life you see that and you idolize it and you're like now i'm that person you know i have achieved what i looked up to so now you call you allow yourself to be like i am a tricker because that has like weight behind it but now that i know what it is i and now that i've like I also coach people who are at like the starting stage and they do like tornado hook. And I just let them know like, Hey, you are a tricker now. Like, I just want to let you know that, you know, because it's like, that's all it is. I don't want it to, it shouldn't be this idolized thing because I think that is like, it's bad for your mental health. It, It really is. And I think it also gets you trapped. I think, um, making it a lifestyle is almost unhealthy because it's like, you put so much weight into it and you drive yourself so hard towards the goals. And then when you don't achieve them, it's, it's like, it's, it's bad, you know, it's bad for you. And then you do achieve it. And it's like, okay, that's what I expected. That was what, that was the, what the result I needed, you know? And then you just, it never ends though. So it's not necessarily a healthy thing, which is why I think a hobby is a better, better option. I can see that. I mean, I feel like sometimes, especially when you're starting out in it, it'll kind of become like a lifestyle in a way, just because you'll warp, a lot of things around it, especially if you're super interested right away. And I think it can eventually just become like a hobby. Like for me, gymnastics isn't more of a lifestyle anymore. It's more of kind of like a hobby slash, I mean, really my job, but (laughs) that's where I kind of still see it. Like I'll do things every once in a while just because I enjoy doing it, but I'm not focused on like, this is my goal to get this. And like, it's not the only thing I'm focused on. I'm more focused on trying to just be a better coach. So I guess like my lifestyle now has more warped around just being a more well-rounded coach and starting to understand like how to be better in that aspect where I feel like in, in a sense, I would see it from my perspective for you is like your lifestyle is more just revolved around becoming a healthier, better you in a way. Yeah, like like in all aspects, like learning yeah. a lot, you know, learning as much as I can, becoming as healthy as I can, and then, yeah. It, but I see what you're saying though. Where like someone who starts out, um, it has to be a lifestyle because they don't necessarily have those things. Which, to be fair, when I started out, it was a lifestyle, and I idolized Tricker, and then I got yeah. to that point, and I was like, I am a Tricker. Wow. And like, I don't know if you know, I put out this YouTube video, um, about it, it was when I landed my first i i i believe it was my first triple cork yeah it was i I, it was my first sampler or it was my yeah my first sampler with a triple cork in it and it was it was of the first triple cork i had landed and the title of that video is i am a tricker and i have this i have this big long description talking about how 
I idolized the, the tricker idea and that I have landed triple cork. And since I landed triple cork, I feel like I'm a tricker. I was like, wow, I did yeah. triple cork. Now I feel like I can like bestow myself with that title. I like feel like I've achieved this level. But then yeah. I thought about it more and I was like, I was like, but I've been a tricker all along. It was almost like the triple cork validated all the work that I had done previously. But if I hadn't done the triple cork, it's almost like I wouldn't allow myself to validate all the work I put in. But that's why I let those people know who first start out like, hey, you're a tricker because you're putting in work. Like that's yeah. all. You just, you put in work and do tricks and that is all you need to be a tricker. Like it was just like such a hard struggle to like, and it was almost like unhealthy to like get to that point and like the mental like push that I had to do. But it, it was like, I could have done it so much like in a su such more fun way and in such more like healthy way that it would have been like better. I don't know. Cause I'm still, it's, it's weird because I'm only training, you know, three to four times a week and only, and, and every session, if it's a tramp session, I can go for three hours if it's a gym session, I only do an hour to an hour and a half. But during the hour and hour and a half, I don't take any breaks, you know? Uh -oh. So it's like, so it, it's like, I'm just squishing it down into like, I could not go longer because I don't, yeah. I just go, go, go. And I'm doing my hardest tricks all the time. So that has allowed me to make it less I, like, cause I want it to be less of a lifestyle because I want to be able to do other things also. And, I mean, and and also, you know, when, you, especially you understand this, when you're getting older, you know, it's like, you huh. don't you necessarily want to be like, like, oh, I need triple cork swing, double cork, you know, otherwise I'm going to feel like I'm trash for the rest of my life. Like I'm only young so long. I need to hit all these goals, you know, but it's like, yeah. it's like, I need to like do these other things. And, and I, that has to come second because it's, it's sad. Like I don't get anything real from i do i learn a lot i i become physically strong i become mentally strong i become you know everything that being a tricker gives you but i've already achieved that you know level yeah. of understanding and i've been able to apply it in the world but now it's time to apply it in the world and i can still like test myself with the tricks but it's like it's not at the same level like it was you know it's, the goals are different now yeah no i feel you i mean i think that's also a part of just at that point, getting older is you have to start taking things that you've learned from stuff that you've done and experiences that you've had to start applying it in real world situations. I mean, it's not like yeah. you use a backflip to like doing a literal backflip, whatever it may be in the real world, unless it's for some reason coaching or whatever, but it's the lesson of like getting yourself to get over that hump to originally just like go over your head. Maybe that was hard for some people. Cause I know a lot of people that that's hard for, and it's just learning how to goal set, learn how to persevere, like all that kind of stuff. I feel like sports in general, but especially tricking and gymnastics, in my opinion, can really help teach you because you have to be really goal oriented and like be able to persevere and not just be negative about everything to be able to succeed very in a high way. But that took me, that took me like, you know, seven years to learn that in yeah. tricking, you know, like I was just tricking at such like a, like a hardcore level and trying so hard. And I just realized that I would have achieved, I would have achieved the exact same level or higher, you know, if I had just been like, 
relaxed and fun with it. And I still enjoyed the journey, you know, hella, but it was like, now I'm just able to enjoy it even more. And I'm still playing at a higher level than I was before. So yeah. it's, it's funny, you know, there's the way that it works because it's not, it's no longer a lifestyle. Maybe it's the level that I've reached. Maybe it does take that level of commitment to get to this point. But yeah. once I'm at this point, um, it's like, it's, it's, I can feel, um, that it's, it's just about like, and maybe it's an illusion. Maybe it's the fact that everyone else is stuck on triple cork with the few exceptions of the people who have done quad. Maybe that's an illusion and me being like, I've achieved triple cork. I'm going to do everything I can to get good at triple cork and combo it. But I also think that that is, I think that it's unnecessary for me to train for quad cork when I can train triple cork and then allow quad cork to come into my life when it wants to, you know? And like, that's how I'm training now. Like, what do I want? I want shuriken. So instead of training shuriken, I'm going to train shuriken cutter front, like shuriken cutter front swing. So it's that level of understanding and efficiency. And I think it's way healthier to not like just strive for the goals that are currently unreachable and just work on what you're working on and take it step like very small baby steps all the way up um and i think i did that wrong before so now that i can do that it almost feels like i'm not working very hard but i'm still getting better and it feels like it's just easier to stay in a good mood when you're tricking and after tricking and looking at your afterward videos and being like dang i did a good job you know um it's really it's really really crazy and i feel like Part of it is the level that you've gotten to that you can be like that, but at the same time, I feel like, especially now that you're starting to coach more, you can kind of work that into the mindset of people, like when you're starting to train them and starting to help them understand stuff, you can kind of explain it, because that's kind of how my coaching style starts to revolve around now, is more sort of playing around, taking the time to really like understand the skill before you just throw it. Like, sometimes, like, like, yeah, you need to just kind of go for it and hope for the best as long as you're doing it in a safe environment. But really taking that time, just being pseudo-casual, just, like, being relaxed with it and not just stressing out about it all the time, I think helps you grow faster for, I would say, hopefully a majority of people. Because I think that's, like, the biggest downfall is once you start getting too critical of yourself, you will hold yourself back so much harder because you look at every little thing that you do and if it's wrong by a little bit you'll just get over anxious about it you'll have to overcorrect it you'll take too much time on working on it you're like you don't need to be focusing so hard on it once you just start doing it more often it will exactly get better anyway you know what andrew court went uh like he went to walmart and i don't remember he was like he was just there in walmart and like they were i don't he was with someone else who had to go buy something and he's just along for the ride and um he was there and he's like don't let me buy anything stupid and then he comes back and i'm like did you buy anything stupid and he goes no but i bought this charmander stuffed animal (laughs) (laughs) and the, the the relevance of that is is exactly what you said um we we keep it in in, in the apartment you know by the tv and it, it just sits there and, and it just reminds us like you did the trick and it's your first time doing the trick okay you did the trick it's your hundredth time doing the trick don't forget charmander you know charmander evolves and how does he yeah. evolve through xp he has to get those experience points 
You know, even if you've done it a hundred times, did you do it a hundred times in a row? You know, how many times did you fail in between the hundred times? A thousand times? Okay, well then you need to lower that number. So it's like that level of training where it's like, you know, and then guess what comes after Charmander? It's not Mega Charizard X. It's it's fucking Charmeleon. So that's, that's what it is. So you can't have that level of expectation of I am going to train this trick past Charmander and then what's after Charmander? It's Charmeleon. It's not it's not Charizard yet. And then there's more, you know? Yeah, I know. So and that's the and, thing. And there's, not really only, pre- there's not only that one more mega, there's two megas. And you get to choose. <laughs> and you have to master both of them. You get to do the jackknife with a crazy split, but you also get to do the jackknife with a crazy chamber. There's two different versions of a, of a mega that you can do that trick in. You know, it, it's like that with every single trick. So yeah. so like that's that's exactly, you know, a different a different way of use said. Yeah, and I think that biggest thing is like really just enjoying that journey. And that can be hard in the moment. But looking back on it, like even for me doing gymnastics, like there's a lot of parts that I enjoyed about it. And there were a lot of struggles that came along with it. I mean, beyond just like injuries, like just learning some new skill sometimes was just such a grind and such a struggle. Yeah. Or just to like land it consistently, even though I could physically do it, like was such a grind that it annoyed the absolute piss out of me for so, so what, long. So that's so that's what made it like less enjoyable for you was was like your level of critiquing yourself or yeah. like that. Okay, okay. So and then what that, made it more enjoyable? The weirdest thing is is like I I felt like I started to love gymnastics more my junior to senior year. And then now being a coach, not being a coach partly because I can't fully do it anymore as well as I could have, but like my junior senior year, I don't know really what happened, but all of a sudden, like my mindset just kind of changed. And I just like, I was just willing to put in the work. I noticed that like what the work does, how far it can get you and not just being like overly critical, just being like, all right, I'm doing, I'm working full in okay, I messed up, that's fine. Like, where do I just need to fix it and just try to fix it and not just, like, overanalyze it? God, like, or, like, being overly critical. Like, God, I fucked that up. Like, why am I so yeah. bad? Like, I can't land this. Like, I'm just doing everything wrong. And then getting in that mindset, because then the next time you do that skill, even, like, if that's the only thing you're practicing at the time, that next time you throw that skill, you're going to do something wrong again, and you're just going to get more mad. Sometimes right. anger, I feel like, can help because it can push you a little bit harder just because you're angry at something. But once you're over, but then you have to channel yourself, it properly, you know? Yeah, yeah totally. Cause if you use the anger in the right way where you're just like, I just want to put a little bit more power into something just because I want to get it out. And then just like focusing on the skill a little bit. But if you fail it or make it, you, you can't just like be mad that if you fall on something, because like, it's really easy to get in that mindset of like, if I fall, I suck. Or yeah. if I just, like, can't land it and I know I can make it, like, I just suck. It's hard not to think that way, but you really have to be more positive of looking at the steps that you've taken to get there. And just, like, the small little things that you can work on to get better at it. Like, that's one thing that I've definitely started to take away from my gymnastics journey so far. Especially with the kids that I'm training now. Like, some of them that are training suits, like, I even tell them, there'll be times where, like, God, that was that was a really bad turn. I was like, well, no, 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 it wasn't bad. It was just this part was wrong, but all these other parts were correct. So really, just next yeah. time when you go, just focus a little bit more here, 
And then once it becomes like more natural and it happens more often, then when we go back to doing the flip and actually landing on the mats again, it'll feel easier. It's just you gotta take it as baby steps. Or like even if they're not making the skill like, okay, but you got this much closer to making it. You got this part down now. So now out of like, let's say there's like five parts to the skill or something. All right, you had one part of it before we started this practice. Now after this practice, you have two or three parts of it. So you've you've taken steps forward. You have right. to focus on that. If you focus like, I still can't make the skill. You're right. You can't make it yet. But you've taken those steps accordingly, and they're there, and they're concrete, and they're going to help push you forward even faster later on, especially when you're starting to do bigger stuff. Because you can look at it as, I got these points in the skill first, and now I made them right. Really so then these last two parts can be a little bit easier, and I can really focus on them. And yeah, I that's like, so, yeah. so great. Like, I do that with my students all the time. It's like, it's like, okay, tell me what you did wrong, okay? Now tell me what you did right. And then, the, and it's really cool to be like, they say like, oh, I, I didn't um, set long enough, and I didn't spot my set when I took off. Be like, okay, what did you do right? And they're like, um, I don't know. Like, what did I do right? And then I tell them like, you jumped really high, you tucked really fast, and you opened at the proper time. Or they fall, and then I congratulate them. I'll be like, wow, good save. You fell yeah. safely. That's awesome, you know? And they're like, oh my gosh, you're right. And it gives them more confidence in the skill. And it's true. Like, they don't, instead of being like, oh, I fell, be like, holy crap, I just flipped upside down and twisted a bunch of times, and I didn't get hurt when I didn't land the skill. Like, that is, yeah. that is a skill in itself. So, you know, all these different things that you do. And then also something I tell myself all the time too is like, and I even, I do tell the students and I hope it makes sense to them, but I think the more tricks they do, the more it will make sense is, is so last night I was doing TDR triple corks and I was doing it on the black floor, um, which is our really stiff one. I'm sure I've talked about this before, but it's very, very stiff compared to the other floors and i do not like training on it because it hurts my ankles and i don't get enough lift and it's too skinny so i can't do combos on it because my combos are crazy and i don't like straight line combos but anyway yeah, i know so i'm doing your <laughs> triple corks and i i did um i i did one and i hit feet first i did it again i hit feet first and they're all like slightly different um for different reasons that i was like getting to the point i was getting to and i was on like you know attempt number seven and i was like and i just told myself like good job let's do let's do triple cork number seven and like you know the voice in your head's like you didn't land any of those triple corks and you're like no i did all six triple corks i landed every single one i just tripped yeah and you're like oh damn <laughs> like like that's like you know like you say you're teaching a student and you're like you're like okay um and they and they can they can do a cork and you're like, okay, I'd like you to do a triple cork. And they're like, I can't do triple cork. And then you tell them to try. And then they try. What are they going to do? Maybe two. Right? Yeah. So that's what you had to tell yourself is like, is like, okay, you did a triple cork because you could. You know, you can't go up to someone and be like, do a triple cork and then they can try. You know, they oh, attempting oh it is a completely another level than being able to do something close you know it's like can you do a double cork with height okay can you attempt a triple cork or is it a double cork half twist like yeah is it a real triple cork attempt 
that is a completely different thing. And so you have to give yourself the credit at the level that your trick is actually at. So like telling myself like, oh, you just did six triple corks. Let's land this one. You know, that's it's it gives you a completely different mindset and you're like more positive and you're more confident because you're like, I already did this trick six times. I already did this trick ten times. Now let's land this one. You know, like right? so and then when you go back home and you go and you look at your clips and you're like, Wow, I didn't land any triple corks. That can't be that that can't be like it. You can't be like, Wow, I wasted the whole session. I did nothing. Like not yeah. true. You did a hundred triple corks. Um I didn't land it. You did a hundred triple corks, but <laughs> that's it. Good job. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, because we had the same thing with a, a girl who was working double backs. It was at a, a, an open gym practice and she, it's not that she didn't make the double backs. Like she flipped two flips each time. It was just, she didn't stand up. She didn't stand them up all the time. So like she completed like 95% of the skill. It was just there was like okay. one or two things that she could have changed to make it. And I would even tell her, I'm like, you did the double. She was like, well, I didn't make it. Like, no, you made it. You just didn't stay on your feet, which is fine. Like, you're still learning. You just got to understand, like, once you start doing it more often, because, like, she kept failing and failing and failing and failing. She only stood up, I think, like, two or three. And I think she tried, like, 15 to 20 or something like that. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, like, it's, it's funny. Yeah, just telling them, like, like, if you go and ask her and you were like, you're like, hey, can you double back? She'd be like, no. Like, yeah. yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can double back. Can you land double back? <laughs> now, yeah, so that now, was the thing. Now, like, let's see. <laughs> and that understanding the timing of it, it started to get better. Like, every time. Because then she started to understand, like, where she was in space. Because she understood the timing of how fast she was flipping when she needed to open up. So it slowly, even though she kept, like, failing. And, I mean, eventually getting tired. Like, she just couldn't go high enough. So she just started doing it to the pit. But... Once she started to understand the timing more, now she does, if she does it off like a tumble track, it, she can land it almost every time. And then she can do double pike because she starts to understand the timing. And it's like, all right, like you see that doing it off the floor helped you now upgrade it even more somewhere else just because you yeah. understand the timing better. And usually even working double backs like works into doing flip vaults like for us. So like, we oh, learned, I'm sure. I learned double back on the trampoline at about the same time that I started working doing a souk, which is a round-off backflip off the table. Because the timing is fairly similar. And it's crazy. But it, it leads into so many things. But, although we are definitely not on, if this is a lifestyle, we're on more of a different mindset. No, I was, gonna, I was just going to bring it back. I was just going to bring it back. So, so, okay, how often does this girl who trained double backs, how often does she train? Is it a lifestyle for her? Um, I probably wouldn't say... It's a lifestyle because she also is a multi-sport athlete. She does, I think, two or three other sports. And most gymnasts, I feel like especially nowadays or even back in the past, like especially before you get up to a certain level, will do multiple sports, which is fine. Like, I never really care. Like, I even tell them, like, I don't care if you do multiple sports. It's just when you come into the gym, if you're going to say that you're tired, like, I'm going to be like, well, you chose to do this. So I know you're going to be tired, but I'm going to need you to push. Let's define what a lifestyle is. So what do you think her lifestyle is? Like, do, and, and can you have Ooh, multiple? Do, I, I don't think you can have multiple lifestyles. So I'm saying like, what is your lifestyle? Like if you could define it with one activity, um, what would it be? Or like, or like another name for like lifestyle that I think we're, we're talking about is priority. Is like, what is your yeah. number one priority currently in your life? Okay, so. Yeah. I, mm. I would probably say, I mean, it's probably not dictionary.com 
explanation, but I would probably say that lifestyle is more of just warping what you do around your biggest priority, whatever it may be, and really focusing most of your attention and other things that you're doing towards that activity or towards that priority. Like if your priority school, you're going to focus more time on doing extracurriculars that will lead towards doing like higher education or something like that and really focusing like, on like probably what gonna... you think about like 99% of the day also. Yeah. Like this is going to look good on a, uh, a transcript when I try to apply for colleges that I did this, like that's more, you're prioritizing your school. So that is more of your quote unquote lifestyle at that time is what I would yeah. say. I think lifestyles can change, but I think it, it just depends on what you're prioritizing and what you're, what, how you warp everything around it to focus yeah, well, like more a perfect just on example that one thing. Too would be like, would be like, you know, name your top priorities. Maybe give me a list of three. Uh, ooh. Making sure that I have a roof over my head and food in my fridge. Um, coaching and trying to get healthier. Okay, cool. So now, what if you had to, like, you know, if you had to choose between getting food in your fridge and being satisfied or getting less food in your fridge but making sure you're eating healthy and, like, sacrificing, you know, like like a meal for, like, healthier food, which one would take priority? Oh, that's hard. Right now, because I want to focus on being healthier, I'd probably focus on the latter. So you would you would pick the healthier food. So yeah. that's what's really interesting. So then your lifestyle right now is healthy living. You know, yeah. So that's what I was like. That's also what I'm trying to trying to say is like is like the tricking aspect is like okay. So what takes priority over tricking? I feel like some people would be like would be like. Oh, should I pay for the session or should I pay for my apartment? And they will choose the session and be homeless. You know, that is yeah, a, that is not it, but that is also not the right move. But <laughs> no, that's your opinion. That is your opinion. And that is true. I mean, everybody's <laughs> everybody's entitled to their opinion, but that opinion is definitely wrong, but okay. <laughs> okay. God. But, um, you know, that's how you can kind of decide if it's a lifestyle for you guys. And then it's also if you want it to become a lifestyle or you want to put – maybe that's a way to tell you if you're putting enough work into it. Um, what if you're like – you're a little bit tired. You just want to play video games for the night, you know, and just wind down and go to sleep early. Okay. Yeah. Or you can go to the session. You know, what is the priority? You know, you get to make that choice and that what's, that's what dictates your lifestyle. You know, do you want a lifestyle that, you know, you get to wind down at the end of the night or do you want to, and if you choose not to go to the session, then it's not a lifestyle for you. It's a hobby. And if you, but what's interesting for me, which is kind of why I'm not actually sure is because I do skip the sessions sometimes, but I work at the gym. So I get to go in. So I think yeah. I did make it a priority because I got a job there knowing that my schedule is difficult to make to the sessions on time. Yeah. So I prioritize getting a job there. And it's like, people get like, I guess to be blunt, jealous of 
you know, the way that my life is built, you know, the way that I'm like, oh, I can go to the session whenever I want. Yes, I have another full-time job. Yes, I work another, I have three jobs. Yes, I have plenty of time to paint. I'm making, I'm shoving out paintings like crazy. Yes, I still get eight hours of sleep at night. Yeah, I play video games. Yes, I watch anime. Yes, I play chess on a regular basis. I'm also vegan and cook all of my meals. People are like, how do you do all of that? And it's because I've built my life in a way that prioritizes everything. So it's like, what is my lifestyle? Being busy. (laughs) yeah fuck it is my lifestyle so that's kind of like contradictory to me what i said at the beginning was like you can only have one lifestyle what takes priority over the other but then you can write down all your priorities and figure out which ones are more important than the other and then you know take those steps towards those first ones and then as you build your life properly like displace things and then you know um then you can make choices better because now i don't have to choose between um, you know, getting eight hours of sleep and going to session. And I don't have to choose between, um, you know, like working, you know, one of my jobs and going to session because last night I went to session and that was my job. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you know, it's you just, you got to do it properly and you got to take the steps and then figure it out. And then you get to make a lifestyle that you get to make all your choices. So no, that's true. And that's hard to do. Cause like, I think my lifestyle also went around, for a while was still gymnastics because like I chose to coach and I wanted to coach more than work like a regular like uh I wouldn't say like a nine to five job but pretty much like a regular like nine to five job like I was willing to sacrifice more things yeah I was willing to sacrifice more things to coach than I was to do anything else and I know it too because you actually ended up quitting that job and now you coach full-time right and and you figure out how to make that work, you know, and it takes time to, to get things to balance out properly. But if you yeah. really want it, then go do it. And you get to make your lifestyle the way that you want to make it. It's it's really as simple as that is just take those proper steps. But but step number one is, you know, figure out what your priorities are and figure out, is it a lifestyle? Is it a hobby? How good do you want to get? How much work do you have to put into it to get to the level you want to get to? Or like, do you want to get to that level or do you just want to improve? Because that's where I'm at right now is like, I, it's almost, I don't know what it would be like if I had the same mindset that I have now, if I started from the beginning, but I think it would be pretty damn good, especially with all of the content we receive through Instagram and everything, you know, where it's like, it's like, you have this constant, that's something else I do is like, I only follow people that would like push me. And so like, I don't follow trickers who like, don't give me like new ideas or don't like, um, like for example, um, Galushkin did, um, standing aerial front swing raise G switch triple cork and went on grass. And when he did it, what? I was like, I was like, there's no way that he's going to land this triple cork. Like he took off and I was like, Oh, he's going to do like a dub dub. And then he just kept twisting and did the triple cork. And I was like, Holy hell, how did he do that? That's- and then I just like, he just held on. I just watched the video a bunch of times. He's just hanging on. He did not open his legs. He did not double. He didn't. He didn't double check where he was. He was like, "I got this, hundred percent." And he twisted. No, no, he had no more airtime when he landed. It was literally like he had full rotation right when he's like done. Like as soon as it was like it was not like straight up. It was not vertical. It was just like done. He touched the ground, twist over. It was just couldn't have been closer. And I when I was doing my TDR triple course last night a bunch of my best ones were when I travel back like a whole body length. And I was like, oh, it's just my level of commitment. 
It was literally just hang on, you know? Yeah. So that's what it's like. But but yeah, back to the previous point. Just like, um, you know, using that mindset to be like, do I want to get to this point? No, I should. I can write down these big goals, but my main focus should be, oh, make my tornado better. Oh, make my cheat nine better. Oh, learn how to transition these skills. Instead of like, oh, I need to learn cheat 12. Like, just yeah. do the proper steps. Don't skip steps. Don't lie about your true, like, power level. Yeah, in the tricks, oh, and I 100%. think you just you you will grow, you know. So that's why I don't think you need it to be a lifestyle. You can just achieve what you want by taking the small baby steps with the time that you have to put into the sport. 